0: You have too many games. You know it. I know it. I mean, everyone knows it in this hobby. It's it's a a, a fact of board game collecting that you just accrue so many board games because new ones are coming out all the time. And they're awesome and you want to check them out, but you also have your old favorites. And so, today, we're going to be talking about why you might consider getting rid of games and how you might consider getting rid of games in order to get a handle on your collection. But first, before we start, we should acknowledge the elephant, or I guess the minotaur in the room, that I am a reviewer, and that means that I get free games sent to me in order to review. And that means that I'm speaking from a place of privilege in this video, in that i I don't have to take into account the cost of games all the time, and also that I am probably experiencing more of this problem. The the review process exacerbates the problem in a way that you might not experience in your own (laughs) accrual of games. But, I think that this is something that you and I can relate to, and even long before the Cardboard Herald, when I was just a humble player and collector of board games, I kind of had to confront this issue and think about how I wanted to manage my own collection. So, with that said, we're just going to kind of casually talk through this whole board game collecting thing and how we get a handle on our games so they don't explode out of control. So... First off, we got to talk about why you might get rid of games because presumably you get the games that you want to play. You get the games that you love and you want to experience. You want to invite friends over to play with them. You want to play solo. You want to hold on to them so your grandchildren can play one day. But the thing is, is there are so many good games out there that you're going to run into some practical concerns. First off, you're going to have a space issue. I mean, you see shelfies on board game communities online all the time where people have two, three, four, five shelves. They have rooms lined with board games. And once you're at a certain point in this hobby, you start considering the more concise shelfies to be a bit more admirable. Someone who has a Selected grouping of 50 games is suddenly a little more impressive than someone who has 300 games. Now, it's not just the space that you're saving, though, when you limit your board game collection. It's also the emotional investment. Now, this may not apply to all of you out there. This may be something that's more unique to people like me who have a lot of sentimentality towards the things that they own. But I know that I feel a sense of responsibility to the the things that I collect in my house. If I have it, I should use it. And you have to kind of pivot that mentality to... If I don't use it, then I shouldn't have it, if that makes sense. So here's a a practical explanation of this. Let's say that I have 100 games on my shelf, and my absolute favorite are 10 of those games. If I really want to play those top 10 games all the time, I'm going to really enjoy them, but start feeling guilty that the other 90 aren't getting played. So much so that I will find an opportunity to say, well, I really want to play this game right now. My favorite game, but I guess I should play this one because it's collecting dust. And if it's in the house, then I'm going to play it why do I feel that sense of obligation to play something that's going to bring me less joy? Yes, I want to enjoy the things I have, but I should want to play it because I want a sense of variety in my gaming. I should want to play it because it gives me an alternative experience or it's something that I know someone else in my board game group might enjoy a little bit more. The reason why I play something shouldn't be, well... I have to play it because, geez, it's on my shelf and it needs to get done. But still, that's how I think about things. I'm wild like that, and I am hoping that more than a few of you have felt those same feelings. And I realize, ultimately, that I need to control how many of those games give me that sense of obligation without necessarily the the passionate joy that I would have in playing and so getting rid of my games allowed me to feel more emotionally fulfilled with my collection as a whole. Now the last two things that I wanted to bring up which are part of the whole reason why I was making this video in the first place is one that I wanted to fight the the sense of consumerism that's in this hobby. I mean, don't get me wrong. You work hard for your money. Spend it how you want to. Just... Don't feel like you always have to get that new thing. Don't feel like you are going to miss out on a fundamental experience if you don't kickstart that game that won't deliver for a year and a half or two years down the road or you're not going to get that latest game immediately as soon as it comes out from your favorite publisher without even looking at reviews or anything the reason i say this is because there are so many games that are coming out right now that there's no way possible that you're going to be able to experience all the good games that have come out and will come out and so chasing down that idea of having a completed experience of all the games out there is a fallacy, a a falsehood. It's a goal that's unreasonable to achieve. Yeah, play a bunch of games, play them at conventions, look for opportunities to discover new things, but feeling like you have to buy something just to try it out so that way you are in the know, I, I don't know. For the typical consumer, I don't think that's something you need to do. Now the last thing that I wanted to bring up is a sense of appreciation. So (laughs) I am an anxious person. Uh, I can be a little bit neurotic sometimes, and I think a a lot of people who are in this hobby can feel this way too. The flip side of feeling like you have an obligation to so many games in your collection is that you might end up feeling like, well, if I play the game that I don't really want to play, but I feel like I'm playing it out of an obligation, then you start feeling like you're not appreciating your favorite games, or that you're just entirely diluting your overall gaming experience. You're not having the the deep, deep dive in the strategic games that you want, or, or playing the, the casual games that you want to over and over again. You're just broadening without further refining your own experiences, and that can make it feel like the hobby is just kind of bland at a certain point so all of these are some of the reasons that i've considered getting rid of games that i have you know practicality (laughs) anxious feelings of obligation wanting to appreciate your games more wanting to stifle a sense of mass consumerism where you're just constantly getting stuff There's going to be a ton that are are practical, or emotional, or uh, very heady intellectual reasons that you may consider to limit and also to get rid of games in your collection. So, I'd like to hear those, but more importantly, I think we should discuss how to get rid of games. Now, I live in Alaska, and that can make it kind of difficult to get rid of games sometimes. We don't have a lot of conventions, the conventions that... We do have are infrequent and I can't easily transport myself to other conventions around here. And shipping can be rather expensive. Yes, flat rate boxes are a lifesaver here, but it's a little bit difficult. That said, I've still found a lot of ways that I can make sure that my games are appreciated by other people. So first off, the most obvious one is selling the games in your collection. Now. The reason why you'd want to sell games is, theoretically, you've put an investment in the games. You have paid money and time into them and you want to get something back. And this can also help you purchase new games in your collection. Because that's part of the whole deal here, is that new cool games are coming out all the time. Any new game could potentially be your favorite new game. And maybe that replaces some of the experiences of games already on your shelf. So, selling makes sense, and there's some good ways of doing this. I know the BGG Marketplace is a great avenue. Reddit has the Board Game Exchange, which is another great way of getting rid of games. And also, there's a lot of meetups that can be done at conventions. I mean, don't go to conventions right now because of quarantine and everything, you safety and health first but there are digital marketplaces and there's also physical marketplaces where you can meet up and sell board games Uh, When that's appropriate and safe to do now hand-in-hand with selling is actually my preference, which is trading games Trading games is a great way of making sure that Someone else out there who wants your game can enjoy it and you have an avenue to getting some other games Another thing that I like about trading is that more often it involves the the older games that you know You're not necessarily going to End up getting the latest hotness with trades and usually you're not seeing the latest hotness being available to trade except for people who are trying to profit off of Kickstarters, but the that you might go here's a list of older games that I don't enjoy as much and then here is a list of games that someone else has that they don't enjoy as much you may be exposed to some classics that you haven't even considered something that may predate your uh, time of entering into the hobby or it may be a game that you had some familiarity with but you never checked out in the first place and this gives you an avenue for seeing those things and again BGG has uh, fantastic listings for trade within their forums, board game exchange on Reddit, there's Facebook groups, there's local meetups, there's digital marketplaces that happen all kinds of ways that you can do this, but probably most famously is Board Game Geek's Math Trades, which is a way of essentially not having to negotiate with anyone else. You just say, I have X, Y, and Z games to trade, and these are the games that I might consider for trade, and everyone does this into essentially a spreadsheet, and then it spits out, okay, you send this to this person, you're going to get this from this person. It does all the work for you. takes out all of the kind of social aspect of trading, which you may not feel comfortable handling. Now, the last way of getting rid of games, which I think is something that you should really consider, which a lot of people overlook, is donating them. And yes, I, I realize that part of me saying this is for an advocacy for charity or providing games to people who may not otherwise be able to get them, But also there's a a sense of responsibility to your own finances and your collection that you get when you have to get rid of something that you acknowledge. I paid money for this and now trading or selling might not be practical. Uh, It's a good thing. Something that I, I have enjoyed and someone else might enjoy. I just don't really need to hold on to it anymore. And giving that away for no gain in return allows you to get some perspective on What does it mean when I buy a new game, when I take a new game into my collection? Um, You know, hopefully you're never having to throw away games. We don't want that to be a situation that you run into. Uh, So uh, charity shops like Salvation Army or St. Vincent de Paul, you know, all sorts of thrift stores will take them. Uh, There's all sorts of kids programs, libraries out there that will gladly take them. Uh, Some hospitals will be looking for games. One thing to keep in mind is that a lot of public infrastructure still views games as, you know, the classics meant for kids. So like Monopoly and Clue and all that stuff, which is fine. A lot of people could use some education on the wide, wonderful world of board games. Just make sure that whoever you're donating to kind of understands what they're getting into if you donate them a copy of Blood Rage or something else like that. So that way they can manage what appropriate audiences this is going to but it doesn't only have to be for charity there are a lot of people in your game group in all sorts of game groups in your community I'm sure who might find that some of your games are the best games in the world and it feels really good to be able to let go and say you know what You're the one who comes over to my house and asks to play this all the time. And I only ever play it with you and you might want to play it with some other friends as well. So if I'm trimming down my collection instead of selling this online, I'm just handing it off to you. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do that. You invest money into board games. If you feel like you should get money out of them, then feel free to sell or trade. But donating, whether it be to charity, whether it be to your friends, whether it be to complete strangers at a garage sale on a free table, it still feels pretty good. But. I'm sure that you have your own avenues for getting rid of games and I would love to hear your own experiences and let me know just in general. Do you think I'm crazy out of my mind? What do you think the appropriate amount of board games someone should have is? I don't have my own limit per se, but I do have a a feeling of when my board game collection is getting a little too large. Anyway, I want to hear all of your thoughts on this. Thanks for (laughs) watching this video. Sorry, it is so rambly, but I figure normally I have such tight scripted stuff that occasionally I can just ramble at the screen and then get your feedback in return. So thanks for watching. I've been Jack for The Cardboard Herald. If you enjoyed this video, we have all kinds of other reviews, interviews and recommendations via writing, podcasts and video here on our channel and website CardboardHerald.com. Our content is audience-supported, so if you want to show your support, please visit our Patreon. Thank you so much for watching. This has been the Cardboard Herald.